0: Welcome back to Climbing the Castle, your definitive Disney ranking podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Charlie. And today we'll be discussing Tangled. Go check out this movie. There's a lot of fun stuff to see here and a lot of interesting things that we have to talk about. So you might want to check this out beforehand and then come on back and we'll be waiting. After receiving the healing powers from a magical flower, the baby princess Rapunzel is kidnapped from the palace. In the Middle of the Night by Mother Gothel. Mother Gothel knows that the flower's magical powers are now growing within the golden hair of Rapunzel, and to stay young she must lock Rapunzel hidden in her tower. Rapunzel is now a teenager and his hair has grown to a length of 70 feet. The beautiful Rapunzel has been in the tower her entire life, and she is curious of the outside world. One day, the bandit Flynn Rider scales the tower and is taken captive by Rapunzel. Rapunzel strikes a deal with the charming thief as an act to act as her guide to travel to the place where the floating lights come that she has seen every year on her birthday and find out the true mysteries behind her past. And, you know, it still blows my mind how far we've come from the first movie we watched to the movies that we're putting out now because this was another absolute masterpiece. It really was like, uh, it it really is crazy
1: how you know. I was saying, you know, the very first episode, well, second, Snow White was a masterpiece to start it all, but really these new movies are like they just keep getting better and better with it, each, with each movie.
0: I don't understand how they're still topping each other. Like well, it makes well, with a couple exceptions. Yes, but... to an extent, <laughs> but like. We watched Princess and the Frog last week, and we watched Bolt the week before that, and we're like, how are they going to top this? And they still keep managing to do it. And it's just incredible what they're able to put together in these movies here. Because this, uh, like, scoring is so hard now, because it's just, everything is so good that it's like, there's no more room for us to push up at this point, for the most part. Yes, but of
1: course... this movie does still have its flaws. Yeah,
0: there's a couple issues with the story. A little and I bit... think
1: we both have rants,
0: is what yeah, I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, we might. This is going to be another really long episode. I can tell you that right now. This is. You're probably going to have to listen to this broken up into different times because, like, I'm feeling two hours on this one. We oh might break gosh. the mark finally. Oh my I know gosh. we hit like an hour 45 last week or something like that. This this might break the two-hour mark, finally. We're going to try and do our best, but there's a lot to talk about here. So let's keep things moving already with our fun facts. I have a few big ones and a few small ones. Disney's previous animated feature, The Princess and the Frog, despite being popular with the critics and audience, was a box office disappointment. Disney felt that the film's princess themes discouraged young boys from seeing it, and in an attempt to market a broader audience, Disney changed the title of this film from Rapunzel to Tangled and promoted it as a comedic adventure. An early trailer for the film focused less on Princess Rapunzel and more on Flynn Rider, the male lead character. It was originally believed that Disney's marketing campaign was a desperate attempt to search for a particular audience. However, directors Byron Howard and Nathan Greno claimed that the title change was to emphasize that Flynn has as much of a role in the film as Rapunzel. I mean, I can believe that last part for the name change.
1: But, I mean, see, I don't see movies that way where, like, if it's a main female
0: character that it's only for girls. I mean, we don't see it that way, but you can't tell me that there's not people that don't think that way. Well, yeah. And this is... Like, already been a theme in disney in the past i forget which it was one of the other recent movies where like they felt it was just marketed just towards girls and they tried to like change it so it would be more relatable boy to boys and they'd be interested in seeing it yeah but like
1: even then like one of my favorite shows growing up not a disney movie but um or disney show but the powerpuff girls that is a great show. That's a show that, honestly, I'll ask people, and not a single person
0: think ever thought that it was for girls only. I mean, I agree, but it's like it's it's different people's trains of thoughts as well. Yeah, if you like, it's the way you. It's you have to look into marketing trends, and you have to look into like all these other factors. But I don't know. It's just a shame that. Disney had to think, like, they, like, had to change this up and try and, like, remarket it just to try and make it so it would be more appealing to boys. Which, I will
1: say, I do like the name Tangled better. I don't know, it just has a
0: nice name to
1: it. Nice ring to it.
0: It's also not really the, like, they've also made it their own spin on the Tale of Rapunzel, so I think it fits more that they gave it a modern, like, name to it as well yeah the character design of flynn came from the process called the hot man meeting by nathan Greeno and brian ha- byron howard during the which they set up a meeting with all the female employees of the studio in one room and asked them for their opinions on what what made a man good looking in order to create flynn's character design with features such as eye color hair color and style and body type Video footage shows concept art and photos of various male celebrities, including Johnny Depp, Hugh Jackman, Brad Pitt, David Beckham, and Gene Kelly, on the walls of the room.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: hey, as a straight male, Flynn Rider was hot. <laughs> <laughs> He was a very attractive male (laughs) but this this is honestly one of my favorite fun facts that we've ever had i think this is hilarious Uh, that's a really good one i like that (laughs) they just had all the girls come together and say hey what what's a good looking man and they just took all that to build flynn rider it's pretty genius (laughs) that's that is pretty great pinocchio can be found in the snuggly duckling right after cupid is swung to the right of the screen He's in the top right corner of the, ra- the rafters. In addition, Pumbaa from The Lion King, as well as Louis from The Princess and the Frog, can be found in the scene. Louis is one of the puppets used in the puppet show. And Pumbaa is apparently like in the middle of the, the floor somewhere. It can be inferred that all three of these are involved in the scene due to having dreams. Pinoc- Pinocchio dreaming of being a real boy. Pumbaa ex- dreaming of being accepted for who he is. And Lewis, his dream of being a jazz musician. I thought that's a fun little. That, nod that's pretty put nice. in there. They are very hard to spot. I didn't see. I Lewis, I recognize because it's kind of a little bit like. I mean, it's not exactly Lewis, but it's like a gator puppet. I didn't notice, but. And Pinocchio is like hidden in the corner somewhere. So it's not the okay. easiest to find. But I do Next
1: time I watch this, which I will be doing. Yes. Um. I'll need to look for this.
0: I think that is really cool, and especially the way they incorporate it as well into that scene about having dreams as well. That's mm-hmm. really cool. While it may seem that Mother Gothel is the eighth animated Disney villain to fall to her death, she does not, in fact, die in this manner. She is the only Disney villain to die from extreme and rapid old age, brought on by the sudden loss of the magic effect on her hair on, on her from Rapunzel's blonde hair. She only happened to be falling out of the 70 foot window at the time. once her cloak hits the, the ground, she's already turned to dust. yeah uh, she, she would have died either way. She would have died from the fall, yes, but that like they're actually but, able to show like the cloak hitting the ground because she's not actually Yeah, I did notice there. that though when she did fall, I did notice that the cloak was already practically empty. Yeah, which I think that's pretty interesting. I also do think it's interesting that we finally get our number of how many people have died just from falling off of something, and it's eight. Yeah. Well, seven. Technically seven, yes. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Had she not been aging, she would have died from the fall. <laughs> yeah, and then Pascal would have been the killer. <laughs> That's true. A <laughs> uh, couple of small ones here now. Uh Over 45,000 lanterns are used during the I See the Light sequence. Wow. That's a lot of... That that was a very good scene. It was. It was a lot to look at. And it was very bright and very nice to see. But I just thought it's pretty funny that they (laughs) actually have the number of lanterns that were used in that scene. That's insane. (laughs) Uh, This is also one of my favorite fun facts that I've seen so far. It's... Very intriguing to me. So this is the most expensive Disney film in the animated canon at $260 million. However, what's even more impressive to me, it's still number 10 in the top 10 film, most expensive films ever made, like in general. Really? Disney owns every one of those films in the top 10 except for two, which is Justice League and Batman vs Superman. The rest of the yeah. films are all either Pirates of the Caribbean movies, Avengers movies, Star Wars movies or John Carter, which is also <laughs> owned by Disney. Yeah. But I think that is like insane that like this is like cuz there are there's like it is technically number 12, but there are two movies that are tied in there so I kind of yeah, put them together. So it's like out of every single movie made This is, like, the 10th most expensive movie to be made. And they're all pretty much owned by Disney. (laughs) That's crazy. Like, that's just insane. Back on to our casting notes. Well, one small one before we get to that, but this also pertains to the cast. Uh, Mandy Moore only met her co-star, Zachary Levi, once when they came together to perform the duet in the film. She never met Donna Murphy, who played her mother. During the entire filming of this movie. Really? I'm assuming they just voiced their lines separately, like Well yeah. Just, but like that's But still to wild. only meet them Meet Zachary Lee well, by yeah. once. She met Zachary Levi by once, which was during their duet song. Yeah. Like and never even met her mother. So like the fact that they're having like doing all this stuff without even like meeting each other is just I would want to meet the people who I'm working on a movie with. I would, too. I don't understand. I guess they have very busy schedules, but still, it's like... Yeah. I don't know. That's pretty shocking to me. Uh, Now on to our favorite casting notes. All right. Uh, David Schwimmer and Burt Reynolds were cast in roles that were eventually deleted during the pre-production stage. Oh, okay. David Schwimmer is Ross from Friends. Yeah, yeah. And... Burt Reynolds is obviously Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, Burt Reynolds is Burt Reynolds. <laughs> but I do think that's interesting that they were just like completely deleted from like, the movie. Do we know what characters they were going to be? It there? doesn't say the characters that they were exactly. It just says they were deleted in the pre-production stage. I know they reworked Flynn's character many times. It could have been like something pertaining to that because, like, originally he was like. There was one scene where he was like a pirate, there was one draft where he was like an adopted orphan, was forced to be a thief, and he didn't like it, and then there was like all these other different backstories for him before they settled on to like the actual Flynn Rider that we have in the movie. Hmm. But I'm assuming maybe they have something to do with that, but there's no actual details. Okay. Okay. The, the only other casting notes I have for Rapunzel and Flynn Rider, I don't have any for the other characters. For the role of Rapunzel, Natalie Portman was considered, and was actually, her audio was actually used for a pencil test, which I guess is like a test drawing that they did. Mm-hmm. Kristen Tunnelit and Dan Fogler were the original choices for Rapunzel and Flynn. Reese Witherspoon was also supposed to voice Rapunzel, Kristen Bell and Adina Menzel both auditioned for the role of Rapunzel, who did not get that job, but we find them later on as Adam and Elsa. Yeah. (laughs) And Clay Aiken was at one point confirmed for the role of Flynn Rider during the film's pre-production in 2005. I'm trying to think how that would... Clay Aiken for Flynn. It's not... That doesn't doesn't feel right. I mean, I'm sure it would have sounded great as, like, vocally but like as the character himself I don't think Clay Aiken would have been able to pull that off no like <laughs> <laughs> I I can't I can't see that me neither Uh, that's all that I have for the fun facts so, alright so those are pretty going. good yeah there was a lot of good ones here I had to cut like a bunch of other ones too because <laughs> there was so many to choose from here let's keep things moving and go into our story score
1: All right.
0: What do you have for your story score?
1: For my story score, I have it at a
0: 90 to start off with. I have a 91. Okay. Right there. I had a tough time with this because I'm like, at first watch, I really loved it. I didn't find a lot of issues. And then as I was taking my notes, I found more and more more issues with the story. Yeah, it was that second and third watch for me. And again, this goes back to like Bolt where it's like, if you're just watching the movie for the movie, you're gonna like you could you'll be able to enjoy the story a lot more. But like once you start actually digging deep into it, you're gonna start finding stuff. And that's one of the issues with this podcast. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. For me, the biggest stories who I had, which I was not able to like figure out at all, was the ending of the movie. When the suns triggered her memory of the mobile, like why did the the mural of her parents not flash in her head, and that like to make her realize that her parents were who her parents were
1: so so I do have a. I did think about this before and then came up with an answer yes, so those sons weren't necessarily drawn. There were just kind of spaces put in there. And I guess maybe subconsciously. But like... And then she didn't really see that sun until the festival. And then when she well, got she saw it on home, the flag. Yeah, so, she like, sees it on the flag. And she doesn't think anything of it. But then whenever she's like looking at the flag and then suddenly looking up and seeing those spots that look
0: like it, that's probably what triggered it. I, I don't know. I don't understand... Why looking at the sun as compared to your parents' faces? the like, does she resonate more with that? Met uh, what what is it called? The mobile, the the uh, the sun mobile that yeah. was hanging up. She she thinks more about the, that than her actual parents' faces. Well, she was just a baby. <laughs> also, my bigger issue with this: who actually has memories from the day that they were born? Like, I
1: remember coming out of that dark tunnel. And...
0: <laughs> <laughs> like how. This was, uh, uh, from what we see, it's the day that she was born that she was taken away. Yeah. Who actually can remember anything from the day that they were born?
1: I mean, maybe subconsciously.
0: I, uh, I don't know. I have that. No idea. That just, like, <laughs> makes no sense to me at all. It's just kind of weird. That was my biggest issue with the story. I have, like, a bunch of other smaller issues throughout. That I can t- like, we'll get into, them, but like, Which I mean, yeah.
1: it's time for my rant that
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start having almost every
1: episode. I think Charlie's rant, <laughs> Charlie's rants. <laughs> I do have another rant as well, but <laughs> my, my biggest rant is not even a big issue, it's all during one song. How does she have that much time in one day to get absolutely everything
0: she's saying about done? uh okay here's my take on that she's not doing every single thing in that song every day or she's doing part of it every day i feel like it's spread out throughout like her entire like lifetime that she's doing that or she's just doing all that stuff every day but she's not necessarily completing a mural every day or completing this every day or whatever
1: okay but no Because even with this, she's sweeping, polishing, waxing laundry, and mopping and dusting. She says she starts that at 7 o'clock. And then after she does all that, she goes, and by then it's 7.15. I
0: I also did hear that. It's
1: only been 15 minutes, and she was able to do all that. I I
0: do find that part unbelievable as well.
1: (laughs) And then she'll read three books. Uh, she, She says she adds a few new paintings. Not just one, but a few (laughs) new paintings. She'll play guitar, knit, and cook. Yes, This is all before lunch. I mean... Because she goes, then after lunch, it's puzzles, playing darts, (laughs) and baking.
0: Also, don't forget that she's been locked up in this tower for her entire life, so she has a lot of time to perfect every single thing that she's doing.
1: Some of this stuff Um, still has time limits. <laughs> like even the best cannot speed up some things. I, I
0: yes, I agree with that. But like, she has absolutely nothing to do. So I'm assuming that she's gotten pretty pretty good at a lot of this stuff.
1: And then let's see, there's more. There's more. She paper mache's. She does ballet and also, she plays chess, which we saw those being done at the same time. That
0: paper mache hat was also very creepy. Like it was. It was terrifying.
1: <laughs> and then. Let's see. She had to practice ventriloquy, and she still does it. We don't know who to. She's just doing it for fun, I guess, with Pascal. She's got
0: to keep herself busy.
1: Well, and then she does candle making. She <laughs> finds time to stretch. Yeah, She sketches some more like on her wall. She decides to climb her own hair. She sews a dress, which even though it was a small one for Pascal... She's. It's still going to take a bit of time. Um. Let's see. And then she rereads the three books. She paints some more on the walls, and
2: Again, then she
1: brushes the entirety
0: of her hair. She doesn't have anything to do, uh, like any outside responsibilities. Any like she's not going anywhere. Just the imagine how much is, time you have when you're the locked up.
1: Problem is, in- that's not even the rest of the day. Because the movie keeps going throughout that
0: day. <laughs> I understand. It, doesn't it is not physically cards. impossible to do every single thing. Again, I take it as she's not actually doing every single thing in one day. And it's just kind of spread out through, like, multiple days or, like, the course of a week or stuff like that.
1: I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> no. Because... <laughs> she's saying all that and we're watching her do it i think that if they were showing that she does it like on separate days we see her growing
0: up as she's doing all this stuff maybe i don't know i just think it's it's a lot to do but she has a lot of time on her hands so like what do they want from her (laughs) (laughs) okay but that's the end of that rant we're good. Okay. I I said everything she does
1: in <laughs> a short amount of time. Glad
0: you got that off your chest. <sighs> now we can get into this movie, I guess. All right. Yes, because that is how it. Well, no, it starts with a narrator. We finally get a, again. You get a narrator again. Narrators are back.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's and it's a uh, Flynn, or if you want to call him
0: Eugene, it's Flynn.
1: <laughs> it's Flynn.
0: I do love that they had Flynn narrating the story from the end of the story like this is the story of how I died but it's not actually my story and it's yeah and it just gets like cuts back to like him telling the tales everything and then at the end he comes
1: back and narrates and then Rapunzel
0: jumps in does he narrate do we hear anything throughout the movie I don't think we actually hear no we do not regular it's just the beginning and the ending This is the
1: beginning and the end
0: still they have not figured out how to do a constant narration throughout the movie
1: Which, I mean, it's fine. (laughs) It didn't need
0: the constant narration. but it worked. Uh, Because
1: they did that with the Emperor's New Groove, kind of.
0: Yes. Going into that story that he was telling, here's one of my first issues. How did that village not know about this flower? Or how did the village know about the flower? I'm assuming it was like a a myth that was spread around. It was probably just a
1: myth that was spread around and. They decided, hey, it's a
0: good enough chance to look for it. Why wouldn't that be something that was always looked for? I feel like that they should have been like constantly looking for that for the entire like.
1: Because you know it could have it just it, been a myth, so it, it was like we're not going to waste our time searching. It for said it, centuries like, one, have
0: power. passed, uh-huh. like before that village actually got there. Like the the they actually like went searching for it. Like it took someone dying for you to like really go searching for this thing.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, because they probably just were like, I mean, it's just one flower. Like, I don't know. It's probably if, a myth. It's probably fake. We'll just waste our time.
0: If you hear about a healing flower that has magical powers, I feel like someone's going to be de- a lot more dedicated to yeah. searching for it. And it's maybe, not like it was hidden in the best spot either. So had like a,
1: they there were tons of those flowers and they became an endangered species. That was
0: maybe the last flower. And it wasn't very hidden, like, that greatly. She had a basket on top of it. Like, no one decided to, like, move things at all in that village.
2: I guess she was watching
0: it the entire time as well. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It just kind of seems odd that she was, like, it took them that long to find that flower. Then we see, after that, we see Rapunzel being born. And, like, they have to go and find the flower. Well, this was before, I guess.
1: Yeah, they found the flower before, yes.
0: and then Rapunzel was born. And she's a chonky baby. Like, oh, yeah. She does not look like a newborn baby at all. Not at all. <laughs> but uh,
1: she gets blonde hair, which they don't question. Yeah. But it's because of the flower mm-hmm. that her hair is blonde. Otherwise, if you cut it, it's brown.
0: hmm Which makes sense. I mean, it's magic yeah. there. That I'm not going to question that. I am going to question the crappy guards as to how Gothel got in and stole a baby so easily.
1: Like, she's not athletic. She doesn't have any powers or anything. Yeah,
0: she couldn't have just scaled that castle to get there. Yeah. How did she get in and out easily? She just, like, jumped off of the side of the the castle wall. Yeah, like, Like,
1: there's no way she should have have survived that jump.
0: Because she's not actually, like, a
1: witch. Like... Yeah, no. She's like she, the only thing special about her, is she's been alive for so long because of that flower.
0: Exactly. So, like, I don't know. Again, people don't know how to protect the prince or princesses. Because this has happened multiple times where the guard's just not on duty. And especially, like, that's a newborn baby at the castle. Like, wouldn't you think there would be, like, a guard standing outside or yeah, something? Like, like if I'm a king. Sees- And I just had a baby, and I got guards. I'm going to put a guard in front of my baby's friggin' door. Yeah, like, we don't know who's going to come by, steal the baby, so that they can have a hostage. (laughs) (laughs) So then Gothel, Mother Gothel, seals Rapunzel and brings her back to her tower off in the woods somewhere.
1: Which, one thing about Mother Gothel that bothers me for the story. Yes. Why would she tell Rapunzel her actual birthday?
0: I I also had the same exact note, and that was my next note I was about to get to. Why didn't she come up with a different birthday for Rapunzel? Like, Like, did she not expect Rapunzel to be curious about the lanterns being lit off every year on her birthday? Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It it made no (laughs) sense. She could have easily just said, like, a couple of days, even, like, a week before or a week after, and it would have have been less...
1: I would have chosen a day that was far separate from when the lanterns were lit.
0: I, I completely agree with that. But even, like, what I'm saying is, like, I guess you don't even notice, like, what day, like, like you don't notice your birthday. It's not like once your birthday hits, you feel a day older. So, like, she could have said anything to Rapunzel, and Rapunzel's going to believe it. Yeah, But, like, even if she chose, like, a couple of weeks before or a couple of weeks after the Lantern Festival. It's a lot less inconspicuous as to the day the lanterns go off in the sky.
1: Like, that could have that could have fixed the movie so much on Mother Gothel's side.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rapunzel wouldn't have questioned why it happens every time on her birthday, and she wouldn't be as curious.
1: She'd still be curious, but not as
0: curious. She wouldn't feel connected to it like she yeah. does because it's her birthday. Yeah, that was one of my bigger issues as well.
1: Um, Another issue I had was throughout the movie, her hair just kept changing length.
0: Uh, Yeah, that was also a big issue that I had. And again, it kind of falls into visuals here, which is where I was going to most likely bring it up. Yeah. Because it's going to be tough for them to, to keep track of it every single scene unless they, like, measure it and, like, kind of like keep track like they should have definitely had someone to keep track of how long it was and how it like sits in the film and like how much space it takes up on screen yeah and also
1: with also with all that hair or yeah go ahead
0: I was gonna say also physically her hair should be a lot more of a nuisance than it actually is I feel
1: okay that's where I was actually going
0: with (laughs) yeah with the amount of hair that she has, just walking anywhere, should be a big hassle dragging that much hair around you know, with her.
1: And one of the biggest issues with her hair being that long is when she's coming out from all that water. How is yeah. she
0: not weighed down by all that hair? That's a good point. I didn't like... think. I didn't even <laughs> think about when it got wet.
1: At wet hair. I mean, just a little bit. Okay, that's fine. It's all in your head. You, you yeah. Apparently, you it's seventy hair, feet
0: from what I from what I read. Yeah, her her hair is seventy feet long.
1: And I mean, those of you with long hair, I've had long hair before. Yeah. When it's wet, it gets heavy. It weighs your head down. Yeah. She should not have been able to drag all that wet hair around.
0: I completely agree. Her just getting anywhere should have been a lot more of a hassle when she's walking through the forest wood. Flynn, when she's walking anywhere... Like, not impossible, but, like, it would have been a struggle, for sure. Yeah. The biggest issue I have with this is when her hair gets braided by the little children at the festival. One, it should take up a lot more space than it actually did on her head with the amount of hair that she has, even if Mm. it's braided. And two, that would weigh her down completely, like, once it's actually tied up and braided in there. By that point, her hair was legally a weapon that's gotta be like close to 100 pounds worth of hair well i mean it's hair so it's tough to judge it but like i don't know i feel like it would be quite a heavy load of hair in her head being braided up like that
1: which that would have been great to see her fighting with her hair that would have been fun (laughs) (laughs) like maybe some guards come after flynn and she's like trying to defend him (laughs) <laughs> but she just whips them with that braided hair <laughs> they get knocked out.
0: that would have been great, but yeah, logistically, that hair should have caused a lot more issues than it actually did. also, the other issue I had with her hair was when she's leaving the tower, she uses her her hair to climb down herself. Wouldn't her hair have to be like anchored to something for her to like climb down it like that?
1: so I'm thinking. Since it was on a hook.
0: It's on like, the hook, but like if she's pulling and climbing down, wouldn't it just come through the hook? Or is it long enough that it wouldn't like it can she can climb down before it actually comes all the way through?
1: It's probably the other side enough. of the hook. It's probably just barely long enough.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I just feel I, like I it, don't know. It's she kind of weird.
1: She's really, able to just that. She should have only gone halfway down the tower.
2: Hmm. I don't know.
1: But, like, yeah, I don't know.
0: It's, it's an, we, can, we can get into like, the, the visual issues of it later on when we get into the visuals, but the logistic issues we had to cover.
1: Yeah. Well, thinking, <laughs> about, thinking about that now with the hair being that long. Yes. So we saw in a scene before when Mother Gothel's leaving, her hair flowing out of the tower. It's not even touching the ground. No. So, no, there's no way she should have reached the ground. <laughs>
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it it wasn't hooked on. Like, she had it through that little hoop. But, like, as she's climbing down, she would be pulling the opposite end of the hair.
1: Well, she kind of slid down it like, a fireman pole.
0: Yeah, but what's holding on to the hair?
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) It's it's not weighted down by anything. Because otherwise she would just be stuck to whatever she's attached to in the tower.
1: Well, I mean, she still uses that hair crazy throughout the
0: movie. Again, stupid logistic stuff that bother us once we're actually paying attention to the movie, but if you're not judging the movie critically like we are, it's not going to be the biggest of deals. Yeah
1: you know, I mean, I don't know if we have time, but I still have some more issues with the movie. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff to talk about so. uh, one of the small ones uh when Flynn and those two brothers are running from the guards at the beginning,: Yeah um. Do they? Do the guards just give up on the brothers? Because uh, we see. No,
0: they got taken in. No, they didn't.
1: Oh wait, yes, they did.
0: They got locked up. Well, yes, they did. No, not at this point, because that was later on at the second point when they got captured.
1: No, 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 no. Because I remember now, they what? escaped from the guards again from. Oh, what's that place called? Snuggling Duckling. This, yeah never mind so never mind on that point we're okay good.
0: all right let's get back to where we were in the story then which was uh Flynn coming in to the scene also one of the, the things I had to point out here is like what made this story so great to me was the balance that they had between all the elements of the story like they did such a great job of going from action scenes to romance scenes to character Mm. development scenes to comedy and just the way they handled everything in this movie was done so well and it just flowed so perfectly i felt yeah because we go from that whole little like song about rapunzel wanting to well actually it was mother knows best yeah and then it goes into flynn but we have that action scene right after with Flynn running from the guards and stealing the crown. Which, also, why would Flynn give himself away by saying gesundheit to that guard when he sneezed? Like, they could have easily been in and out without even being, like, known for that crime.
1: Because sometimes when you have a big ego, you just <laughs> kind of let those things slip.
0: <laughs> this That is a constant issue with Flynn, was him overthinking situations and leading him to more problems. Yeah. I'll get it. Like, I have a few more that we'll get into, like, once we get more into the movie, but, like, there was a constant theme with Flynn of him thinking that something was going to go his way and, like, him being proven wrong easily. That initial meeting with Rapunzel and Flynn was absolutely hilarious. Who knew that a frying pan would be the best weapon of the entire movie? (laughs) I mean, frying pan can be dangerous. Yeah.
1: Like uh, seriously, just throughout the movie, like we start there when they meet, she backs him over the head and he's, he's out them. cold for a while. He was
0: knocked out, cold.
1: And then, like, just for the rest of the movie, we see people like <laughs> using frying pans as weapons. Yeah. And at the end of the
0: movie, I don't <laughs> the, think whole, the whole guard
1: card. is with frying pans,
0: <laughs> which is not the greatest strategy, in my opinion.
1: Uh, hey it works for them apparently
0: maybe the crime was depleted (laughs) like when they say 40 percent or something like that yeah (laughs) which is insane yeah but yeah we have that meeting with rapunzel and flynn which was just great then she finds the crown which she's confused about which made no sense to me like which i liked her trying to figure out what it was that's what i'm saying (laughs) it was it was funny, but like with all the books that she read, you wouldn't like you would think that she would know what a crown was. Well,
1: if you look at the books, like I only saw like the name of a couple of them.
0: Yeah, one was a book. Of, I think it said
1: it. It either said geology or geography. I just remember seeing the geo part. Okay,
0: and then the other one was like cookbook. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what book she was actually reading, but I feel like she would have known enough to know what a crown was, because like apparently. Maybe- She's also homeschooled, we would we could assume from Mother Gothel. Yeah. Mother Gothel taught her a lot. 'Cause she like you would think for someone that's never been to the outside world or dumb or dumb. I don't know why I said dumb. Well, they, you would think it would they be are dumb. dumb. 'Cause like look at the difference between Rapunzel and Ariel. Ariel's out there calling stuff dingo hoppers and she doesn't even know what a fire is and doesn't know this stuff. Well, again, granted, it's different worlds completely. Yeah. But still, like, the amount of knowledge that Ariel has compared to the amount of knowledge that Rapunzel has.
1: Well, like, this is where I'm thinking Mother Gothel had something to do with it. Like, she kept anything about royalty or anything away
0: just to be safe. Yeah. But Rapunzel does seem very smart for someone mm-hmm. that's never been outside of that tower.
1: Which, I mean,
0: yeah. But yeah, she's confused by what the crown was, which was just hilarious as
2: well. Which
1: I loved Pascal. Once she finally puts on her head and like, oh, Pascal's still like, nope. (laughs) That's not it. (laughs) And then like, along comes Mother Gothel after Rapunzel shoves Flynn into the closet or a wardrobe. Yes. She should have just let Flynn out. Uh, well...
0: She was trying to to tell Mother Gothel how she was able to take care of herself when Mother Gothel got into that whole bit about not letting her out of the tower.
1: Well, Rapunzel could have been like, hey, look, I beat up this dude.
0: She could have, and she was trying to get to that, but Mother Gothel is just egotistical, and she has to make everything about herself.
1: She still could have just done it before Mother Gothel left.
0: Well, she was already mad at her at that point for saying that she's never going to leave the tower ever. So at that point, she just, like, shut up about it.
1: I guess, but, like, no. <laughs> like, I, I would have just been like, look, you're not listening to me. Whoop, open the wardrobe. Guy falls out of And you the don't wardrobe. think that
0: would have caused even more issues with Mother God after that? Yeah, it, like, but... Like, conversation they just had?
1: But that still should have just been a thing if she was willing to prove her point. Mm.
0: I, I think she was already wary of how mother got those feelings were. And she knew if she did that, then she would have been in more trouble than she already was.
1: Why would she be in trouble if he was the one who snuck in?
0: Because it's still, she was, she was already at the point of no one's ever get, like, you're never going to leave this tower. So now if she like brings up the fact that someone else got in, then she's going to bring even more security measures upon her.
1: Exactly. But that's not my point. My point <laughs> is she was trying to prove her own point.
0: She was. But like I said, Mother God intimidating. And she's egotistical. And she's got to make everything about herself. And that take, takes a lot out of... Mother does not know best. <laughs> I agree with that completely. But Mom, that's... if you're
1: listening, I'm lying. I love you.
0: <laughs> well, that's out of context. <laughs> we're not talking about your mother. We're talking about Mother <laughs> Gotham. <Godble. laughs>
1: but, but yeah, I, I would have just shown
0: her. You say that, but if you're in that situation, it's going to be, it, it you'll feel a lot differently, though. That's nah. the thing. Emotions get in the way. It's, <laughs> it's the same thing as what we, it was a mother movie recently where we're saying, why didn't so and so just tell their their dad right away? And then. I don't remember. It would have been, like, taken point. Because they're, they were he's a moment at the time.
1: I think it was Little Mermaid.
0: <laughs> it wasn't Little Mermaid. It was something recently, and I can't remember what it was, and I'm not going to oh, spend an hour oh. thinking about it. Maybe it'll pop into my head, but... It was something along the lines of... Uh, if Like, they wanted to say it, but in the moment they can't because the emotions got in the way. Yeah, well no but moving <laughs> on then i had my whole rant about her climbing down the tower and her home her well home i wanted to mention
1: how i like that <laughs> he was like looking around and then instantly guessed that his satchel was in the pot that was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> so she had to
0: knock him out again to hide it. <laughs> just <"Dung." laughs> just it's in that pot He's probably got a lot of bumps on his head after that scene as well. (laughs) Like one of those cartoons where it's just lump after lump after lump (laughs) growing. Uh, uh, Then she finally convinces him to let her go with him to the festival. Again, I feel like she could have questioned him a bit more about the Festival of Lights when he said the princess thing as well.
1: Well, she probably wasn't thinking so much about the festival, about the princess thing. She just goes, what are those lights? And he goes, oh, you mean the lanterns? And then that's probably all she heard when, I knew they weren't stars.
0: Yeah, but he said, like, the lantern princess thing or whatever. like, she didn't question that at all. She
1: didn't listen to the princess part, selective (laughs) hearing.
0: Then, yeah, they convince her to leave. And then we have that hilarious crisis of her leaving the tower (laughs) and not, like wanting to go back like, and then went, was ready like, to go. she's
1: having so much fun and then i
0: hate myself <laughs> she just could not come to grips with herself at <laughs> that point and it was just a great character moment for her as well and then he's like all right that's it i'm gonna get you off of the hook and i'll bring you right back and we don't have to worry about this and then she
1: changes her mind instantly like no i'm doing this mm-hmm. and so he's trying to get her to stop by taking her to the snuggling duckling sounds <laughs> cute wrong (laughs) you know ruffians and thugs and
0: here's another case of what I said earlier about Flynn's plans not going according to his own plans because he thinks he's going to take her into the scare her, to like aware and break her off to the thing like does he not expect these people to just turn on him knowing that he's a wanted criminal he probably wasn't even thinking about that he knows the people that are in that bar. He doesn't think that. Yeah, he was... apparently goes there. And he, if he knows these people, you would think that he would know someone's gonna want to reward money from him.
1: But like,
0: still. But then I mean, it, it, that it, was a fun scene. It leads, it leads to Rapunzel it. getting all of them to open up about their dreams and. Yeah, we and we grow to love them. Those pub people were some of my pay- favorite people. Uh, the entire. Movie. Which one was your favorite though? The old which man. One? Obviously, the same. It's got to be the old man. The old man, or for me, also the mime. <laughs> it's the old man, or it's the the p- the pianist. Oh the, yeah, the first guy that we see. But the old guy was definitely the best. <laughs> <laughs> Him trying to pick up Mother Gothel.
1: <laughs> Somebody got me a glass because I found myself a tall drink of water.
0: <laughs> that whole scene was just hilarious. Uncle Man so much just
1: Cupid. Yes. <laughs>
0: Then Mother Gothel finds them at the inn. Actually,
1: yeah, she finds them at the uh. Well, she finds the palace horse.
0: Yes, that's 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 where the note. Because I was confused as to where that happened. It did happen before she finds them. What? How did her finding Max Smith lead her to like figuring out that Rapunzel was taken?
1: Because she realized that. It was a palace horse,
0: but she couldn't find the rider. Yeah, but I feel like that's a bit of a stretch for her to, like, well, a- I think automatically that's... come to the conclusion of Rapunzel being, like, having to do something with that Rapunzel. I still
1: could have set in some paranoia since she did
0: steal Rapunzel. I guess. I don't know. I just feel like she was really quick to jump to conclusions just from seeing a horse that she automatically...
1: Well, as you were saying Rapunzel. to me earlier about emotions and <laughs> all that... I don't know. It Paranoia was... probably sat in and went, "Oh but, no, yeah. they're after." She finds the horse
0: stole from the palace. <laughs> she finds the horse and goes running back and looking for Rapunzel and finds Rapunzel missing already. Also, she has that trap door in that tower, and she still makes Rapunzel bring her up every single day.
1: Probably like, so Rapunzel doesn't see that there's a trap door.
0: That's <laughs> that's kind of messed up. That's. She's still making Rapunzel do that every single time that she wants to come in. Yeah, but she's controlling, possessive. Obviously, well, yeah. But we'll get to that in the characters. But, but... she
1: she does co- eventually yeah. get to the snuggling duckling. Yes, and find them uh, mm-hmm. as soon as Rapunzel says, "I'm glad I left my tower."
0: <laughs> it was perfect timing. Once he once he pulls up to that. Uh, but of course, the guards show up, and then they sneak through
1: that the hidden tunnel. tunnel.
0: What we get that whole chase and water scene, which was another entertaining like action sequence that came right after that fun the Broadway scene number.
1: is probably one of my is like my second favorite scene in the, the entire movie. The canyon what? scene. Oh, yeah. Once they get out of that tunnel
0: and they start fighting, he's, he's fighting uh, the horse and he's fighting all yeah, the guards.
1: That's another problem I have though. What? why is the horse the most competent guard <laughs> of the
0: entire movie well he becomes the, the general of the
1: army at the but like of the, movie, the entire so. movie a horse like the horse is the only one to really chase after flynn rider he was on his tail he was <laughs> sniffing him out and he was and then he knew after exactly flynn where go. beats all the the other guards
0: with a frying pan the horse steps up with a sword in its mouth <laughs> the horse was also the only one smart enough to figure out about the trap door as well in the bar
1: yeah <laughs> like
0: and it's the entire movie well i love maximus maximus is oh incredible. yeah for sure It's and... just untrained guards apparently <laughs> but they escaped that yes and then uh, they get trapped in the canyon, well, in the water cave area, and then that's when <laughs> we when uh Flynn finds out about
1: the glowing magic hair,
0: yes. at least the glowing part. Which also this ties into characters as well, but it's also a big part of the story. But we have Rapunzel like Rapunzel apologizes to Flynn for getting him into that them into that situation. And that shows a lot about Rapunzel's character and who she is as a person that she's apologizing in that moment, thinking everything is all her fault. Which it's not. It's exactly. Flynn's fault. But it is all Flynn's <laughs> fault. But like, just the fact that she's taking responsibility shows who she is. Yeah. And like a lot to her character as well. And she feels bad for Flynn still, even though it should be the other way around. Then... They finally get out after he he finds out about her glowing hair, and they use their glowing hair to follow, like track down the, the rocks like, that they need to follow.
1: There's a pull spot out. that's like kind of sucking her air out. Yeah. But um, yeah.
0: And that leads us to. They can hold their breath for a while, by the way. Uh yes, they could. They that's did. That's impressive. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. I agree. Yes. Uh, then they get out. And that's when we hear about Flynn's backstory, about he was an orphan, and he read the tales of Flynnigan Rider.
2: Mm-hmm. And which, then he
1: finds out about the like healing properties also. Yes. Of the hare,
0: and he freaks out. Uh, Going back to Flynn, the story of Flynnigan Rider, right. he says he's a swashbuckling rogue, and she asks him if he's a thief, and he says no. What kind of pirate is not a thief?
1: No, he's just a swashbuckling rogue.
0: That's a pirate. Come on. <laughs> he yeah. did pirate motions and everything. <laughs> what? Like, that was the, one of the biggest. It's not an actual biggest issue. But, like, what kind of pirate is not a thief?
2: <laughs>
1: um,
0: and where is he getting all this money from? That he's the richest man in the land and has more money than, like, he can use. Because he's a swashbuckling rogue, not a thief. <laughs> They're just totally thought... different. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely completely different.
1: <laughs> and then that's where he admits his name. That's not even my real name.
0: It's Eugene. Well, he said his name was Eugene in the cave when they were on the wa- in the water.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right.
0: And then CX like that's when this is just when he gives the actual backstory to why where he came up with mm-hmm. the Flanagan rider thing.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Which was, it was nice that we've, like, actually got some kind of, like, reveal from him. Because, like, every time it seemed like he was about to open up, something would happen. And they would, like, have to move or, like, they would, like, just continue advancing. So then she finally does get to learn about him. Uh, Then Mother Gothel catches up with them. And she gives Rapunzel the crown and tells him how to give it to Flynn to see if, He'll like just say like he's gonna run off with it, and he doesn't care about her.
1: See, that was kind of a mistake. She should have just taken Rapunzel, anyways. At that point,
0: I mean, I agree. I don't. I understand. think that's when
1: I think that's when Gothel should have been forceful with it.
0: I, I agree. In terms of like, it did kind of seem a bit odd that she just let her off so easily. Yeah, but like, like also, it, I get it. It does also make sense for who the person like of mother got to though.
1: Yeah.
0: Because it's it was more of an ego thing for her, I think, at that point as well. Mm-hmm. And she's like I'm going to prove my point and I know Rapunzel's going to come back to me, says, which is what happened. Well, the way she well, set it, was it up. Forced. Yeah. yeah. But it was set up in her own way. And she had to control over that situation technically. Then we get into the town
1: well, the first Max time. comes back. Yes. I want to talk about how it's kind of funny when Rapunzel
0: tames Max so easily. Oh, yes. Rapunzel's bonding with Maximus. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, Flynn just gets so mad that she's friends with the horse now. <laughs> and he just had this back and forth going. She tells him to be friends just for the one day. No, I like when uh, it's so it's the morning now.
2: Maximus
1: yeah. is standing over Flynn, like dripping, mm-hmm. and Flynn's just being a smart aleck about it. Like, <laughs> Oh, hey, came to apologize.
0: Their their interactions were just hilarious. They, the, the they made an amazing duo relationship, <laughs> and just their back and forth bickering with each other and the, like them <laughs> fighting with each other that whole entire way back to the to the town was hilarious. I was about to say something about that as well, and now I completely like just slipped in and out of my mind.
1: About the uh, festival scene?
0: Well, not that. About Maximus and Flynn's relationship now.
1: Oh. I mean, but, we see it grow throughout the rest of the movie though, at that point.
0: Yes. Uh, anyway, yeah. I'll move on. and we go to the festival. Well, they get to the, the, the town where she sees the mural but doesn't recognize her parents.
1: And now she's having issues with her hair,
0: so the girls braid it. Which is where I said that braids would not have been that small at all. There's was, no possible way.
1: I did that. like how excited the girls got, though, when yeah. she, they saw the hair. <laughs> that was
0: very cute. And it was like, <laughs> oh, these girls have been braiding, and now they have like this big, giant thing of braids to do. Uh, My big issue with this was, again, she was a one day old. They've only seen the baby once, but there's a mural there. Don't you think someone would have, like, pieced it together that, like, with her hair? Like, of that being hair, the green eyes, princess? looks
1: about the age that the baby should be.
0: Someone should have pieced it together. Especially the hair color, at least. Like, I feel like her hair would have been, like, a brighter blonde than, like, any other blonde Yeah, her hair. hair
1: is standing out compared to everyone else's.
0: Like, someone should have, like, pieced that bit together. And then they see, then you see the eyes. And then it's really... It's like, oh not one person like realizes that this was the the princess that was stolen away
1: yeah especially during that whole dancing scene like she brings everyone to start dancing so yeah. she suddenly has all that attention
0: she gets the entire town involved so like everyone seeing this girl with the blonde hair golden blonde hair and green eyes that her mirror is like 20 feet away from them right in front of their faces and not one person questions this
1: yeah no just that, some that, outsider.
0: That part bothered me a little bit. Then the festival of light, festival of lights happens. I guess well, it's not really called the festival of lights. That's Hunchback in Notre Dame, where it's called yeah. the festival of lights. Festival
1: of fools.
0: That's <laughs> well, what yes. that's called. Festival of fools.
1: There's a thing that but, has festival of lights, but I don't remember. I don't what know. It is.
0: But yeah, they light off all the, they go to light off all the lanterns, and then uh, we have the the scene with. Rapunzel and Flynn falling in love, basically. Well, they
1: kind of connected feelings before that. Yeah. You could see.
0: Well, yeah, it was a constant, like, noticeable so, thing throughout the movie. Like, whenever each other That's them one
1: thing up. I like about this, compared to the other movies with romance in it. Oh, yeah, it was it's, teased throughout the It's actually the constantly growing instead of just happening
0: yeah. at some random point. It was a slow burn instead of just oh all of a sudden they're lovers now yeah well i mean we see this some other times as well like obviously in like beauty and the beast is one example of this
1: Uh, she loved his books
0: (laughs) that's very true but (laughs) but i mean that's definitely noticeable like the scenes where like especially when she first sees him and she flips the hair over his eye and you can see that smirk on her face Mm -hmm. like oh He's not some scary monster, like, was drawn out. And... I want to think it was the smolder he did at the beginning. <laughs> that smolder had no effect on her at all. <laughs> but that's, like, the most famous part of the movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, his
0: his wording was not working on her at all. <laughs> I forgot to mention it before when we were yeah. talking about
1: it. But, but we do see... Like, yeah. an actual connection grow between Yeah,
0: them. and then there's the one scene where she comes, like, into the light, and he sees her for the first time. And you can see that initial attraction from her, and, like, him and her as well.
1: Which, that's why they're my favorite, like, Disney couple. They're pretty great
0: together. But, yeah, so we have the this the lighting, the, the lantern lighting scene, which is where they have that fun duet with each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then one of my favorite things about this scene... Is when Rapunzel, and this also leads to them like falling in love with each other, but Rapunzel says something about what if the festival isn't everything that I dreamed of, and what if it's a disappointment? And he just said, he simply says, you find another dream. And I thought that it was such a powerful statement that like was really cool yeah. for them to put in there. And it's not, it's something that i like, I've never even thought of. I'm like, you know, everyone's always chasing dreams and like you find your dream and then you get your dream, you find another dream and you keep chasing the next dream. And it's like, like
1: it, it's a good sign to show that, um, you know, dreams are achievable and you yeah. can get it done within your lifetime and that you don't have to just stop there.
0: And then at the end of the movie, we see obviously like we say, like it comes back to that as well with you're my new dream and. But I really thought that was a really great line when he threw it in here. And it also adds to Rapunzel, like, feeling a lot safer with him at mm-hmm. that point. And, like, letting her guard down for him. Then Rapunzel should have flipped that boat over when she jumped up when those lanterns <laughs> went off. Yeah. Because she just, like, leaps up and, like, jumps to the front of the boat. I've been in boats before, and they're not that sturdy when you're no. moving around in it. No. That thing should have just tipped over immediately.
1: <laughs> Especially with all that heavy hair.
0: That's One true. <laughs> I didn't even factor that into the account <laughs> as well. So they should have just been flipped upside down. For <laughs> it should
1: have been like the scene from The Little Mermaid.
0: Yeah. That would They're have been fun too. And then flip. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a fun little addition. <laughs> uh, then we have the beautiful lantern scene. Which was one of the most breathtaking scenes that in any Disney movies. We'll get to that in visuals.
1: Um, eventually Mother Gothel comes, or those two uh, brothers come back.
0: Yeah. Well, again, Flynn overthinking situations. He brings the, the crown back to the the ruffians, thinking that they're just going to let him go. Like, yeah. you really expect these two people that you turned on. That long ago, just, like, let you leave after you give him the crown.
1: Yeah, that was more of him showing, like, that he really wasn't after the crown, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, it It was it definitely advanced his character. But, like, I'm saying, like, did he, like, after everything that he's been through with those guys, did he really expect him to just let him go? Yes. He's that <laughs> dumb to... <laughs> uh, not dumb, but, like, one... When... Tunnel vision, I guess it would be.
1: I, I get, like, kind of. <laughs> like, he was hyper fixated, yeah. I guess.
0: But then, yeah, Mother Gothel was already working with the dudes at that point. And then she comes and karate chops them with the, the board and takes them both out after they convince Rapunzel that he's taking off with oh. the crown. Just
2: which so that I feel
1: like... was protecting her. Yes.
0: I do, again, it, it's the same thing as last week where I feel like it should have been questioned a bit more. Or remember when we said Tiana should have questioned the, the marriage thing a bit more? Yeah. I feel like Rapunzel should have questioned him sailing off in the foggy boat where you can barely actually see that with him a bit more. I mean, it, it would have been heartbreaking to her. But
1: since Mother Gothel had put that idea in her head, She probably just went, oh, that actually is happening.
0: Maybe. I don't know. You couldn't see much. It was foggy. His boat was already pretty far away. So you only saw his silhouette, really. Yeah. So I'm like, "Mm, maybe think of that a little bit more. But then Mother Gothel came in for the save and manipulated her into thinking that she was right the entire time. And brings her back to the tower. Where she figures out that she's the lost princess. (sighs) That... That scene between the confrontation scene between Mother Gothel and Rapunzel was one of the most dramatic, like, confrontation scenes we've seen Oh yeah. in Disney. It's a complete flip in Rapunzel's character. Like, you can see the intensity in her and, like, the fire in her that she's never had her entire life. And now that's she's... because
1: she finds out that she was stolen as a baby and that Mother mm-hmm. Gothel's not really her mother and that's been lost. <laughs> Her in there. I, I completely. For like,
0: years. I'm not blaming her at all. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> oh, it was yeah. just so dramatic and so intense, and I loved every second of it. And then while that's going on, you have Flynn's impossible escape going on. Which, that was an amazing
1: scene. That's my number one scene of the entire movie, though.
0: It was a great scene. One, I don't understand how Maximus communicated to the ruffians to get them back there.
1: Yeah, like, they weren't
0: friends before that. <laughs> they weren't friends. Maximus can't actually talk, so it's not, like, and I'm sure, like, those aren't the kind of guys that, well, I guess they are. We learned a lot more about them than we, like, yeah. it's not to actually, look. but I'm like, what did Maximus like, just kind of, like, try and get them to follow him to the jail?
1: Like, maybe Maximus took a wanted poster, like, tapped on it, like, it was, like...
0: I guess, I don't know, it's not, it's, it's. I don't know. That part was just a bit confusing, but, it, I mean, it was still a, f- a fun scene, and then... Flynn getting launched over the castle wall, also completely impossible, and landing yeah, on his feet.
1: Yeah, he should be in so much pain. He one, he after... couldn't. He
0: shouldn't have flew that high. Two, if once he landed, he should have like broke all his legs or at least like. Well, he landed possibly on been the dead. horse. Oh yeah, so the horse so... also should have been smashed.
1: So something else should have been <laughs> a little
0: crushed. That's that's true. Uh, then Maximus jumps across the building onto that roof, which well, was also talk, impossible.
1: Just one small thing about, you know, the ruffians helping him. Yes. My favorite thing was the mime. <laughs> 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 well, no, the old
0: man asking for no, the, the password. No, the old man was asking for the password was hilarious. And that's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> the mime, <laughs> like,
1: distracting the guards. <laughs> Like, looks to the side. (laughs) Here comes the big one that collects ceramic unicorns. I loved it. The the unicorn was
0: already just sitting in the cell, and that's what Mm. gave it away.
1: But then the mime turns around, just like, oh, wow.
0: (laughs) And they just get bum rushed by that one big giant dude and launches them across (laughs) the hallway.
1: Uh, But yeah, and then Maximus jumps over the ledge,
0: which also was very impossible.
1: We don't know how strong Maximus is. That was a jump.
0: Did you see how far those rooftops were? Hey, hey! Still, that we don't know how strong he
1: really is. This is animation. Again, it was
0: a very fun scene, but completely unrealistic.
1: (laughs) But like, we don't know how strong Max is. Like, he's able to go toe to toe with Flynn in a sword fight.
0: That's
2: true. Toe to toe with.
1: (laughs) He just took out the entire guard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, then we well Rapunzel, uh, well Maximus brings Flynn back to Rapunzel, and Rapunzel gets uh, well after during this is the whole dramatic confrontation with Rapunzel and Mother.
1: Well, no, that was Gato. before the prison break.
0: Well, no, yeah, well it was intertwined because like, well, yeah, they were it going back and too. forth, yeah, and then we go back and Gato has Rapunzel tied up and she's trying to drag her down. To the whatever she's trying to hold her
1: which i do like how flynn says rapunzel let down your hair
0: yes (laughs) the classic line had to be thrown in Mm -hmm. there and then he climbs up and it was a trap set up by mother gothel which how
1: did mother gothel know that he was on his way
0: uh i'm assuming she didn't know that he was on his way
1: well she still had all that set up way too fast
0: it did get set up pretty fast i agree with that but like I'm assuming she just had, like, grabbed her hair and threw it down the rope or whatever. Also, all right, I'm mad that I just thought about this right now. But Rapunzel's hair was in the braid right before this. You know how long it would have taken to get all of that hair out of that braid? Quite a while. That would have taken hours or even days to unbraid that entire hair. Not enough time for... I don't, I don't think
1: it was any important to... Get the braids out
0: well they had the braids had to have come out for her to draw the hair down for, for what's Flynn. his name for when to climb up it,
1: but like she could have just left the braids in, so she had to have done it right then and there,
0: yeah, again, leading into more time that she was unprepared for fun to be showing up, like you just said so
1: so basically. <laughs>
0: She but yes, somehow she, she lets Flynn up and she shanks him right in the stomach and kills him. Yeah.
1: Well, he's not dead like, yet.
0: No, he's pretty close to death. Like, because that was does, gruesome.
1: Because right as soon as she does that, like, Rapunzel convinces Mother Gothel to let her go, let her heal Flynn, yeah, long enough just to heal, and then she'll go with her.
0: Which again was. Oh, one like one of the other great things I loved. Well, this ties into characters as part of this in the story as well. But both of them were willing to sacrifice themselves for each other. Mm-hmm. Rapunzel was willing to go away with Mother Gothel, to to save him, and he was willing to die for her to, yeah, to save her from Mother Gothel. Then
1: he takes one of the pieces of the broken mirror and cuts Rapunzel's hair,
0: which was what a twist that was. <laughs> like I mean, oh. I'm not, not...
1: going to lie, she looks better with short brown hair. Mm, I kind of like her with the long hair. I don't know, I don't know that's my opinion. Just... <laughs> I,
0: she does look cute with the short hair too as well. But like, it's just, both of them were willing to sacrifice themselves for each other, which was just yeah. made for and such a great moment.
1: That, that's sweet, and that's real romance right there.
0: Mm-hmm. And somehow, her getting the hair cut off, like, cuts off the magic to Mother Gothel.
1: Like, I'm guessing that it canceled it out because now the flower is gone, so the hair was the only thing. Or... I I don't know. I feel I like know. I feel like once the flower was smashed or put into that water or whatever for the medicine, yeah, that should have killed Mother Gothel. If cutting Rapunzel's hair did it,
0: yeah, that's true. I didn't even think of that. That's what I'm saying. Like it's kind of weird. It's magic. We don't know how magic works, so we can't actually question like why cutting Rapunzel's hair off, cuts off the magic to Mother Gothel's aging, and, like, it kills her instantly, pretty much. Yet, the magic still works, because she's able to cry out a tear that was powered by the song, and bring someone back to life.
1: So, the magic should have still been going. So, I think Pascal just got kicked out from having a villain kill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Again, we, we can't explain magic. So it's yeah. just a it's kind of like a a blind area that we can't fault or not fault at the same time. But it is very interesting how that like cutting the hair off causes her to age rapidly instead. Yeah.
1: What I mean? That was a way to die.
0: Yeah. Uh, she goes falling out the window because <laughs> uh Pascal tripped her. Tripped her and then over she tri- the loose hair. Turns into dust.
1: Like, what was the hair hooked onto that he was able to pull and make <laughs> that trip?
0: I do not know.
1: Because he should have just pulled the hair.
0: Yeah. I don't question that. Again.
1: <laughs> but she would have died anyways
0: because of yeah. Rapid she would have just turned to dust in the tower instead of falling. <laughs> Maybe falling helped, like, push to the, like, can, like, factor into the aging yeah. process. I don't know.
1: I, I don't know. But, like then it's, we have that done. really t- she dies
0: that really touching scene with Flynn, where we think flint is gonna die and she well, cries no, a tear Flynn, flint
1: well, straight up yeah, dies. he did
0: die but i'm saying we think he's going to like actually be dead and then her tear resurrects him
1: Mm-hmm. and yeah, that was a
0: cool scene also it was i'll get i have a statement about that when we get into visuals as well but okay, like okay uh it's funny how Flynn's death doesn't really do much, like, much for me emotionally, but I always lose it when Rapunzel's reunited with her parents right after that.
1: Yeah, like...
0: I, I love Flynn, and he's one of my favorite characters, so, like, losing him, you would think, would hurt. And I feel like maybe it's just, like, a precursor to my sad that, like, makes me lose it for once she's reunited with her parents. Maybe. So, like, the the emotions are building there, but, like, any as soon as I see... Her and her mother, and like the look on her father's face, I just lose it every single time. And then when
1: they pull Flynn in for the hug, Mm -hmm. accepting him as part of the family.
0: (laughs) But I'm like, that it's funny, like how the debt doesn't do it for me, but the reunite, like her and her father just make me cry so hard every time. And then Flynn tells, continues his story about how she proposed to him a million times, and then he corrects her.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she comes in like Eugene, <laughs> which because he's no longer going by Flynn. Yeah, he goes. I'm just gonna go by Eugene again, mm-hmm. and then, show his change of character.
0: They live happily ever after. The end. The end. The end. Uh, <laughs> that story. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, this this movie had a great mixture of romance, action, adventure, comedy.
0: Yeah. And that's what I said. Like they really did a great job of po- like combining it all the way, like set the way they set it up as well. Like they made it work so perfectly, and it just like fit so well. It's not there like it was just, out of place.
1: There were just those few parts, you know, where because there's
0: there's been other times where like we've had like serious movies where they add comedy in, and it just kind of feels weird where they are having and, like this yeah, and joke it right have after in there or something. Or like it like the way they weaved all these stories together it just fit perfectly. Yeah. Uh are we ready to continue? I, I think we need I to move on now. We covered a lot there. We've
1: done a lot for a story.
0: Now let's move on to characters then. I have a ninety-six for my characters. I have a ninety-four. Which is my highest character score ever right now. And a okay. lot of this is Mother Gothel's fault. I'll I'll admit to that right now.
1: She's an amazing villain.
0: Mother Gothel is just, ugh, the worst. She's. I remember how you said she's the best at being the worst. Yeah, it was. Le- was it last week that you said? No. <laughs> Who was it that you said you hated the most? It was like two movies ago or three movies ago or something. That you said was your most hated villain, and I said even worse than. The stupid dinosaur man, and he said yes. And now I've come to my most hated villain. What oh did I say this? It was what in the last few movies. Oh, um, was it
1: Princess and the Frog?
0: No, it wasn't Princess no. and the Frog. It was what was
1: No, it I think I said it for Bolt. And it was for the uh agent
0: oh yes it was that's exactly what it was it was the agent where you said it was your most hated disney character yes because he didn't care about it
2: <laughs> her dog. This,
0: this is mother mother God, though is mine she's i'm gonna there's no way to like no one nice way to put it she's an egotistical manipulative bitch there's yeah there's i was no trying nice not to say call. that word no. but yeah there's there's times where way. you gotta go there this is one of those times she's straight she, up a bit <laughs> the worst uh, all of her backhanded jokes were just getting under my skin in that oh, first yeah. scene like, when we meet her like then why did it take you so long to pull me up mm-hmm. and it, oh mirror Mir, who's the fairest song of all it's me oh and then there's you just kidding uh and, and she makes her song too, she's like, making like, the all whole these part terrible. Of,
1: and besides, you're getting kind of chubby. Like,
0: <sighs> how do you think that makes me feel? <laughs> she just got under my skin, and I, oh, <laughs> the 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 amount of emotions I have towards Mother Gothel, and she plays off of Rapunzel so well here as well, because Rapunzel is just so innocent and so sweet, and she knows nothing about. Like, she just thinks. Got like Mother Gato is trying to protect her this entire time, and she just doesn't see, see through like to the true person that she is yet.
1: And out of all the natural born Disney princesses, she is the one with the most personality.
0: Oh, she is great! I love Rapunzel, she has oh, such yeah. a fun energy to her. She's just lovable. Like she's, not, she's not one of those,
1: you know. We have those old school princesses that we love, like Aurora, Snow White, Mm -hmm. Cinderella. Belle. Belle, yes. Well, even Belle had more characters in those first three I mentioned. That's true.
0: Yeah, because, well, we didn't see too much of those princesses, I guess. It's fair to say.
1: And then with Belle, well, she's not a natural born princess. No. I'm talking about. Oh,
0: you're talking born. about. Well, again, well, Rapunzel doesn't know she's a princess until the end of the movie, as well. Well, yeah, no. So she doesn't have that kind of personality.
1: Well, neither did. Well, I guess Cinderella wasn't a natural born. No, she was.
0: Yeah. No, she. Well, she was. She was. She was the daughter. Well. She, no, she was the stepdaughter of. No,
1: she wasn't the daughter of a king. It was some kind of noble or. Something. Yeah. But she got passed off to
0: the stepdaughter. Yeah. the stepmother or whatever
1: but back to <laughs> tangled
0: yeah rapunzel has, is just she has the most personality out of these female lead roles that we're seeing yeah she's got like i said she's got such a great energy to her she's so curious about everything and she's so also like she's not afraid to stick up for herself but at the same time she doesn't really know how to stick up for herself And she's learning all of this stuff throughout the entire process of the movie. And like I said, for someone that's homeschooled, she does know a lot. Uh, Yeah, she's very smart. She's very smart, which is kind of weird, especially, like, coming from Mother, like, growing up with Mother Gothel. You would think that she wouldn't, like, know as much as she actually does.
1: Which, I mean, maybe it's just her family's. I don't know. Maybe she's just naturally smart.
0: That's. I mean, that's probably that that probably plays into it. But
1: so if she had that proper education, she'd be like Einstein level. That's true. (laughs) Yes.
0: But, yeah, Rapunzel (sighs) is just one of the the easiest characters to just love. I feel she's got this super great personality. She's got she's bubbly. She's kind of ditzy in some ways.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but I I absolutely love her.
0: Yeah, and like the way she plays off of all the other characters in the movie as well works for all the characters in the, this movie. The relationships together is also what led me to my character score being so high
2: mm-hmm.
0: because each the contrast between every single character in this movie works so well. Like the innocence of Rapunzel and the ego and manipulativeness of Mother Gothel, and then you have Flynn's ego compared to Rapunzel's like coyness, I guess would be a way to put it, yeah, and then the the relationship between Flynn and Maximus is also just hilarious that's
1: fantastic and then. Even like the relationship with Pascal and everyone. Yes. Well, Pascal and like
0: Rapunzel and Flynn, Mm -hmm. and it's just a different dynamic between each every every, each and every single one of them as well. Because Pascal has his relationship with Rapunzel, and then he has a completely different relationship with Flynn. I don't know. I don't think like Pascal and Maximus really had any. Well, not really.
1: Well, kind of. So when Rapunzel was calming Maximus down, (laughs) Max finally calms down, looks up at Rapunzel's head, sees Pascal, and just, like,
0: sit down. (laughs) But, yeah, you have all these great relationships that work together with each other. And, like, Mother Gothel, like we said, is just this great villain that really sets the tone for a lot of this movie as well. This another this is another one of the movies like last week where we said the characters really play a huge part in the story of the movie.
1: Yeah. Which it's not gonna be a good story if you don't have the good characters to back it up.
0: Yeah. We only had like the the few back like the few main characters. This yeah. we had well again, Pascal and Maximus I would call main characters. Because they ended up as part of the team, I feel like they're the strongest non-talking animal sidekicks that we've had, ever. Character-wise, yes. Character-wise, compared to like the ones that we've had before, like
1: like uh, Abu from Aladdin, even.
0: Uh mm, all right. I forgot about Abu. Well, I didn't forget about Abu. But like Abu but like, was also a very strong Abu's non-talking. Abu Abu's very
1: strong, character. but I I feel like these but two are stronger.
0: He also kind of talked as well. Yeah. He, like he, he was spoken like he was speaking to aladdin <laughs> but i'm talking like uh from pocahontas you had the raccoon mm-hmm. we had flounder and little mermaid
1: well no he's a talking animal
0: yeah but still he <laughs> did he did talk i guess
1: and then there's like also from aladdin there's raja
0: yes but yeah, these, the, as of the non-talking animal companions, these two two definitely had the most personality, I feel, to them. For sure. And just Pasco added so much to this movie just from his facial expressions alone, which that's another thing we can cover in visuals, but, like, just every single look that he was giving just added to his character and, like, showed how snarky he was and, uh like... I can't think of the word now that we can use. I was I was about to say sarcastic, but it's not really sarcastic. Not really it's...
1: sarcasm. But, but I get what you mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then we have the tavern folk who are all just the ruffians, I guess. Yeah. We can yeah. call them. All just the, those are amazing characters. They're all minor characters, but they all had a lot of fun personality to them and a lot of great things to them.
1: Yeah, and then... We didn't really talk about Flynn much.
0: No, we didn't. Well,
1: yeah. But like, you know, we see him, you know, only thinking about himself at first. And then he starts to have these feelings for Rapunzel and he's kind of like, I don't know. We see him change character throughout the entire movie.
0: Well, Flynn is also like a character that you're probably not supposed to like, but he's so charismatic that you just love him automatically. Yeah. And, like, you can tell that he's not the greatest of people. But he's, like, he knows how to, to get you to like him. Because, obviously, like, he was turning on the the two brothers. And, like, he's a thief. And he's not supposed to be a good character. But, like, you automatically love him because of his personality. And, like he gets right into it with the charm with Rapunzel as soon as he meets her. And it has no effect on her, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely does grow a lot throughout the movie. And it's again, from him realizing that not everything is about him and other people have feelings. And also just like him in general, like, again, Coming into the part of the dream sting. His dream was what? Living on an island with lots of money? Surrounded by money, (laughs) yep. And then he realized there's more to it than just that. Yeah. Also, his dream was stupid, according to the... Well, it was. The (laughs) ruffian. It was. But yeah, you get all these great growing moments between him and Rapunzel. Even, like... Maximus, you can see the the growing relationship between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Also, besides their own relationship, is a huge growth in their character as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Again, it's just these characters are playing off each other so well, whether they're good or bad characters. Yeah. Not necessarily like good or bad characters, but like you know, if they're good or evil.
0: Yes, I understand what you're trying to say.
1: Like even the connect even that connection we have with Flynn and the two brothers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the brothers hate his guts now because he turned on them. they didn't really care for him to begin with because no. he was so egotistical.
0: Well, they, they also didn't trust him because they <laughs> no. wouldn't give him the lift until he gave him the bag, which he still stole it from him anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: Which, I mean, we see that, we still see that within these
0: characters yeah uh i just had a good point that i was about to make about the characters and now it just slipped right out of my mouth again always happens what would was... oh now i remember exactly what it was uh rapondo's parents they don't have any speaking parts in the movie and we only see him twice for like two seconds each
2: mm-hmm. but
0: like i said earlier they were able to make that moment so emotional still somehow just only on Rapunzel's part alone, but not even because like you can see the emotion in Rapunzel's dad's face that like right before they go and light the lantern, you can see him crying with Rapunzel's mother. Like they never gave up on her. She could have been dead for all they know. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. The amount of like, Emotion they're able to portray just from the visual standpoint of them like being with each other and not even speaking. That we're they're able to make us like have us care about seeing them reunited with Rapunzel. Yeah, sorry, I thought you were gonna keep talking there. <laughs> no, I was leaving. that's why I'm having these pauses. <laughs> I was giving you room to say something,
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, just. That connection was beautiful. It it was showing that, you know, the parents really care about their daughter,
0: even though they didn't really spend any time with them. No, they got a day with her, if even. But it's still their child. Yeah. and They never gave up on her. And they, you can see how much it still tore them apart. The fact that they were willing to have that festival of a year, the, the, light, the lantern thing, to try and hopefully somehow bring it to her
1: yeah again she could have been dead like it was 18 years yeah of this festival
0: and they never gave up
1: um and then well actually i
0: think i don't think there's anyone else that's That's all of the characters a small group of characters but very very strong characters
1: which sometimes it's all it takes like it's better to have that few amount of characters Mm
0: -hmm. that you really put some time into Yes, I completely agree.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, let's continue moving along then to our visuals.
1: Alright. Uh, for visuals, I have a 98. That's that's pretty high. I got a high
0: visual score here. I Two point difference here. I have a 96 here. That's so very high. I couldn't bring it above Bolt. I have it right under Bolt, which is my highest. I think I have it tied with Princess and the Frog. Because I, as much, like, these visuals are absolutely incredible. Throughout the entire thing, they're all great. But I feel like there wasn't as much that stood out to me compared to, like, Bolt or, like, Princess and Mm -hmm. the Frog. Not saying that there wasn't stuff that stood out, but I feel like there was more in those two movies, so I had to put it there for me personally.
1: So, like, for me, like, the animation was beautiful of course yes like they've really been doing good with the animation these past few movies agreed um but you know we always talk about how good the water looks in disney movies i think this is the
0: best water has looked in the disney yeah movies. there were so many great water shots in this and it's funny because i had made a note in my like in my visual novel, so like Oh, we—you know how we always talk about the water, so we don't have to talk about it, but we have to talk about it here. (laughs) Yeah, like Uh, that's incredible. That scene when the dam is breaking or whatever, and then you have Flynn riding down that water trot type thing. Uh,
1: uh, one that really got that I really noticed was like just from a puddle. It was when uh Rapunzel was swinging down it was during the canyon scene of course but she mm-hmm. was swinging down from the canyon and she lands in the puddle and slides just seeing that water splash yeah was like it it was amazing
0: that also even like when she first comes out of the tower she went she like steps into a little puddle as well yeah and like you can see the like her dipping her toes into the water there and then the other spot when all the water is flowing into the cave and then you have reflections of the water later on with the lanterns and she's lining up those flowers in the mm-hmm. shape of the ca- castle. I thought that looked beautiful.
1: Um, uh, and speaking of those lanterns. Yes.
0: That entire scene was Breathtaking. Uh, it was beautiful. It's funny because you would like you were talking to me when I was watching it about your visual score and how high it was, and I'm like, all right, it's not blowing me away as much as the rest of the movies And that scene came on like a few minutes later. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to bump this up at least a point or two just because of this scene alone, because of how incredible that scene looked.
1: Yeah, like you know, we see a lot of beautiful scenes in a lot of Disney movies. Yeah. this is like a highlight of disney visuals right here
0: this was this one, one of the scene. best the best looking scenes that we've ever seen all those lanterns that were in the air one of my favorite things about that scene was when they were holding the lantern and they let go and they had mm. the camera that followed their lantern up into the sky the one that they released yes and it was just sticking with the lantern and flying up i thought that was beautifully done
1: and then yeah, that was just a
0: beautiful scene in general. The night sky. Also, going back uh, to when the scene started itself, they had this really cool scene of Rapunzel's parents walking out to the balcony to light off the first lantern. And they did it in like a first-person view of Rapunzel's parents walking towards the, the lantern. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool the way they did that.
1: That was very well done. And then that was really good. And then the, uh, the shading, even, for the lights from The Lantern. Yes. How it was lighting everything up. There were mm-hmm. still those, like, corrective
0: shades and shadows. Again, this is something that I've been talking about for how many weeks now, that they keep getting better on their sh- their lighting and shadows. Mm-hmm. And this was another great example of that. Even throughout this movie, they, they've still perfected their, their shading and lighting and we see it so much, especially in the cave scene. They, they really did a great job of focusing the light in the cave when the water is coming up on them and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, big time. And then, like, even in the tower,
0: mm-hmm. where, you know, there were holes in the tower, so we see lights pouring out. The, the tower itself also looked incredible. It like, turned. all the wide shots that they did of the tower, and the light shining onto the tower. And, and... then
1: when we saw the uh, outside view of
0: the kingdom mm-hmm. oh, that, that castle really good that castle was beautiful
1: it was um speaking of beautiful yes all of the characters were beautiful yeah like even the ones that were considered
0: ugly <laughs> they looked really good they did all the all the designs were incredibly done here uh I loved the diversity of the characters in the the ruffians. Mm -hmm. Just you had all these big dudes and the small dudes, and then that old man, and like it was just such an eclectic group of people. We had the big dudes. We had the skinny dudes. That old the old man.
1: (laughs) The old man who was the best ruffian of all.
0: Yeah. One of the one of my favorite scenes was the chase scene in the beginning when they're chasing Flynn through mm-hmm. the, the, the woods. And then they have that point of view shot of the arrow flying at the, the the log. And Flynn ducks under the log, and it kind of follows him under the log.
2: Yeah.
0: And that looked awesome. And then spin, the camera that was spinning above Rapunzel when she finally leaves her house for the first time, mm-hmm. when she's singing the, the When Will My Life Begin reprise. So he finally leaves, and then, like, it's just the shot right above her head, and it's it's spinning above her. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool.
1: And then, of course, like, one of the most important parts of the movie, her hair. Watching it glow, like, from the base to the end, just slowly...
0: Oh, when she's singing her song, when she's singing her on, song,
1: yeah, that looks amazing. It Then look really when nice. Flynn cuts it, and it starts turning brown from that point,
2: mm-hmm.
1: after it's cut, that looks good too. And then whenever it's healing people, like
0: oh, then when when she's healing Flint, well, when she's reviving Flynn, yeah, that's you what see what all the magical lights to. coming out, mm-hmm. which again was kind of odd. I'm like, it's never done any of this before. Why is it doing it now? When it's bringing him back love. to life, but it looked amazing either way.
1: In the yeah. words of Huey Lewis, "That's the power of love."
0: <laughs> uh, there was one other like spot that I wanted to talk about. That was really cool too, but now I can't find it in my notes at all. <laughs> but. Also, at the end of the movie, the, the ending credit animation looked really cool. I oh, yeah. I love that like, art style that they used. I would love to see a full movie done in that like art style that they did. That'd be cool.
1: It was, like, really like, cute. Or, like, at least partially done in that. Yeah. Like...
0: It's, like, this really cute, basic, like, art style. Kind of, like, cartoonish.
2: But yeah.
0: I thought it was, like, really fun.
1: Um, I don't really have much more story. Or, uh, uh, sorry, visual.
0: Oh, the, the fight scene that's what it was that was my other favorite scene when Flynn's fighting the guards and he's fighting Maximus oh, the yeah. cam- the like came the camera to... movements that they were using and the, like the sequencing that they did then that, uh-huh. that was just like really cool it had like such an action movie feel to it
1: oh oh, that was another thing just the whole scenery around mm-hmm. like anywhere they were it looked great like the canyon yes. the woods even, like, during the festival, like, I yes. like the color schemes of the festival.
0: Yes, everything looked great. And then the other thing that I was supposed to mention was expressions. Yes. Especially in Pascal. Pascal? Pascal. I don't know. Pascal. Yeah. Like the know. art term, because he's a chameleon <laughs> who changes colors. But his expressions were just so telling to everything that he was doing. Well, everyone in the movie had great expressions, but him specifically. His were like, the most prominent. And Maximus as well also had some incredible hmm. expressions. But even like throughout the movie, we see it, Rap- Rapunzel. There's so many different emotions that we see throughout from her. And every character in this movie, they did such a great job of nailing the expressions. Oh, yeah. And the looks on them. Other than that, I think I'm ready to move on from this. Right
1: let's go into atmosphere what do you have
0: uh <clears throat> i have another hundred
1: well i'm right there with you buddy
0: oh uh, wait. <laughs> our matching
1: scores are hundreds i
0: i didn't i didn't think i was gonna have another hundred after hunchback but here we are look i thought it'd
1: be a while before i had one from you had back-to-back back hundreds
0: in atmosphere
1: yeah, and it's yeah same category and i think they're both very well deserved
0: i i really struggled i was at the 99 and i'm mm. like i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna give out a hundred but so i had I, to
1: i wasn't going to do it because i just did it because yes i knew princess and the frog needed that hundred because of how well everything worked with that louisiana and even the bayou Cajun atmosphere mm-hmm. they did a really good job and then as i'm thinking about it, I started thinking, you know what? It wouldn't be fair if I did that for that movie,
0: <laughs> when they also did it for this movie. All right. So the reason the, the the what pushed me to the over the limit in this movie, and I'll be completely honest, was Mother Gothel's performance. the The voice acting for Mother Gothel was so on point. It was so it like was unbelievable. It just, it just brought you into that character. You can hear hear every single point of exclamation in her. it's almost like like
1: it was a true person
0: (laughs) yeah you can hear the evil tones in her voice and it just did such a great job of pushing into her character and who she was and making her feel so hateable these little snickers that she was doing and all these jokes Mm -hmm. that she was making it gets on like i said earlier it got onto my skin and it was all like the tone of the voice which
1: I mean, she was definitely, like, the strongest character-wise. Yeah. But everyone had incredible voice. I,
0: I completely agree. I'm I'm not taking anything away from any of the other characters as well. Yeah, like, just... am,
1: I mean, uh, Flynn?
0: Uh, Zachary, Zachary Levi. Levi. Zachary <laughs> Levi did an incredible job. He, what, Flynn. he was fantastic. Mandy Moore did uh, Mandy Moore amazing, just amazing killed as Rapunzel. Again, she did, she did such a great job of portraying... Rapunzel as a character as well with the emotion you can hear all the emotions that she had going on all the excitement in her voice when she was speaking or on like just her singing voice as well
1: mm-hmm. and it wasn't and, just them we heard these like emotions from the side characters also
0: yeah the ruffians during their their big <laughs> Broadway number
1: their big song which I think the songs
0: that's... in this movie I think what I loved about this the like the songs in this movie is it had more of a Broadway type feel to it. Rather than, than like Yeah. Like compared to some of the other movies that we've seen. Like it really had like this big show feel to it.
1: Like even compared and, to Princess and the Frog, which yeah. started this era of movies, mm-hmm. this felt more Broadway.
0: Like we've had we've seen it before. I would say like Beating the Beast is one of the closest musically to this. Because like some of the numbers that they have in that, but even mm-hmm. that is still like kinda Even then like
1: I feel like this tops it.
0: Not for musical
1: like, song wise.
0: And again, it's written by Animal Megan as well. So of course, like
1: incredible Incredible. You're gonna composer. get
0: like top notch performance from him. All of the songs in this were just so well done.
1: Oh, and the soundtrack was on point. This especially during the festival
0: yes the scoring was so again this was another case of we get the repeating themes we get the 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 songs in the background we get scores that fit the the piece they really again we've had reprises before but i feel like this is the first time we have two like two different ones at least we had we when had, Will My Life Begin reprise. And, and we, had we had the had Mother, Mother Knows, Knows best, best reprise. Which were both done completely well. Because like, normally when we get the reprise, it's just like a small repeat, but like a small, slight variation. Mm-hmm. But the variations that they did on these reprises were so well fitting done. with the changes that were happening in the movie. Yes. Because it's Rapunzel, when she thinks she's never... like. Think she's never gonna leave the tower, and then she finally leaves the tower, and its mother knows best. When she
1: suddenly, she's kind of being a smart aleck of like, "Oh, Rapunzel knows best." Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and it's just telling these two different sides of the tale that we've already heard, and but he in can a com...
1: sense, the different emotions with the reprise. Yes, from the original.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh, and it's just so well done, and even sound effects too there was quite a few great oh, sound, effects sound effects that effects were, were amazing especially well the
1: frying pans hitting people on the
0: head <laughs> that first one well just the the initial silence of him figuring out where the where, that it's in the pan and then you just hear, <laughs>
2: just hear <"Droom."> like,
1: <laughs> that was perfect but yeah and then of right. course you know there's even those small sound effects that we don't think of like people running <laughs> like that's yeah. that also sounded just really good
0: uh even maximus was locking making a lot of sound effects too between his movement or just like other horse noises he was doing yeah uh when he was eating newspaper <laughs> that had no, not newspaper but like the, wanted the ones it posted sign. and the songs we i know we already kind of mentioned the songs but i have to like that's shout terrible. out some of the songs because they're,
1: they're outstanding. Other uh, Knows I best really want it's one of my favorite songs. It's one of the ever. best villain songs of all time.
0: I think I think that might be at the top of my list for my favorite Disney songs now it it's It's really been stuck good. in my head off all, all week too.
1: Uh, when I was in high school, this girl I kinda had a crush on, yeah, uh, and I would actually sing the duet from this movie. <laughs>
0: that duet is great
1: and Uh, of course it's that small song that they sing whenever they're brushing the the healing song i have it written down as the healing song (laughs) it's such a beautiful
0: melody as well that that song like it is the melody alone and it keeps coming back throughout the entire movie yeah which uh, another small fun fact that I'll throw in here just because I read it and we're talking about it now that song is only apparently sung in full twice throughout the entire movie Yeah, because we hear it multiple times but it's either broken up by something happening or like cut into a different scene so we only actually hear the full song the first time with the mother and then the second time when she's healing uh, Flynn's hand
1: yeah because the only other time we really heard it in full, we didn't hear it properly in full.
0: When, <laughs> when Rapunzel is... We sing, she sings it really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't understand why that pissed off Mother God. Well, she's still getting healing. Like, wouldn't you want it to be done faster You can get it over with? <laughs> I don't Maybe know she... if it
1: really worked, because she looked the exact same.
0: No, she looked a bit younger.
1: Yeah. Maybe a little, but, like... Uh, I knows? thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so she
0: was just rushing through the song.
1: And then... But,
0: well, yeah. And one one My come... Life Begin was the other big song. Oh, that was, was a great one. Incredible. Uh,
1: And we can't... Well, we can't forget about oh. I Have a Dream.
0: Yeah. That was... Like we said... Well, we mentioned it earlier, too. Such well, a great yeah. broadway number type piece of these big giant ruffians singing about wanting to be a piano player, and it was such a fun song, and such a fun... It added so much, like, such a different tone to the movie as well.
1: It it was so good. And that was, like, one of my favorite scenes where I'm just bouncing, just hopping and
0: <laughs> singing along. This, this whole soundtrack's just been stuck in my head. I, I'm gonna be listening to it, like, constantly again now. All right, we have another movie that i don't want to
1: mention yet coming up where we'll have to have the song stuck in our head do you want to let it go
0: (laughs) shut up (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to skip the drama stay with mama that's just been (laughs) that's just been that one line has just been replaying in my head so much and it's it's such a great fun line too Uh, oh my gosh all right let's keep moving do you have anything
1: else for Atmosphere? I don't
0: think I have any. I think we covered everything here. Oh, well it's incredible.
1: Let's go on to our entertainment score. What you got? Uh, this is you first, actually, for entertainment. <laughs> oh, it is me first. <laughs> um, I have a 99. I have a 98. So I'm right there. I put this tied with what I was considering my favorite
0: Disney movie, Treasure Planet. This is my new highest entertainment score. Which, again, I don't know... If I would still, like, all right, it's it's right there at being my favorite movie. Whether or not I truly believe it has the highest entertainment score is questionable. But I felt I had to do it. And this is kind of blurring the lines here between scoring and, like, how we're doing things.
1: Well, I was but, I was tempted to put this at 100. Then I was like, like, no, 98, but I felt like it deserved more than a 98. I
0: feel like it had to be... Even if it's not necessarily my favorite movie, I feel like it deserves this extra It deserves that high score. Because, like we were saying earlier, it has everything. It has the romance. It has the action. It has the comedy. It has these great musical numbers that fit so perfectly. It has characters
1: that we can fall in love with. These characters.
0: Stunning visuals. Ugh. And so many great lines throughout... That just are constantly quotable and like rememberable.
1: This is not a movie that
0: you just put on and have as background noise. Well, I have done that. that.
1: Well, but I still watch it multiple
0: times anyway.
1: Yeah, this is a movie that you want to be like hooked onto
0: and uh, focused on. It's funny because the first—I'll be honest—the first time I saw this movie was either last year or the year before. It was definitely within the last two years. And I've watched it in full at least six or seven times since then. And I've had it on in the background many more times, like just in the background or like when I'm going to sleep, I'll put it on to listen to the soundtrack as I'm going to sleep and stuff. But like for a movie that I just started watching, it easily has taken its spot as like something that's so great to watch. And like we said, we have so many great character relationships that work so well in this movie. As well, just the back and forth between Maximus and Flynn is so entertaining alone. It that that one awesome scene where they're just fighting with each other and punching each other and pushing <laughs> each other and. One of the lines I'm going to start using more often. Here comes is... the smolder. No, not I don't have a smolder. I cannot use that one. Here comes the
1: smolder.
0: <laughs> no. No it didn't uh, work for you <laughs> no it didn't work for me uh, <laughs> next time someone tells me about their birthday coming up i'm gonna say it can't be your birthday i distinctly remember your birthday being last year
1: <laughs> and if they don't get that
0: reference they're not the one for you no but also <laughs> i still like i can't That see that was the one time where i laughed at one of her jokes where it wasn't like Where it wasn't too harsh on Rapunzel, and that kind of worked. That was like, that was a parent response right there, though. Yes, that was the good one. Everything else after that was just mean and rude and terrible. But if I ever
1: wake up to someone being mad at me, I'm just going to look up at them and go, Oh, so you came back to apologize.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, incredible movie. There's not much Fantastic. really we can add to, to like, how much we love this movie, how much fun it is, how much...
1: Like... Well, then, with that, do we want to give our overall score now?
0: Uh, Yeah, let's do it. All right, what you got? I have, for this movie, a 96.2. Hey, yo, let's go.
1: I also have a 96.2. Hey, look at
0: that. <laughs> We've been so in sync lately. It's, like... <laughs> Pretty it's insane. a little scary. It is. You did have a bit of a higher score last week. Well, yes, I would. This is not my number, a number one. A bit more. Movie. This yeah. is
1: my number two movie at the
0: moment. This is number one for me. It is exact is exactly one point higher than Treasure Planet, which was this my point eight points lower
1: than uh. This is 0. 0.2 higher than Treasure Planet for me, but, but 0.8 lower than the Princess and the Frog.
0: Actually, Bolt might even be higher. I don't know because I don't have Bolt on my list yet. I didn't update. It. Well, Princess and the Frog is actually my new highest. I forgot about that. It is still like, oh, Princess and the Frog. I had tied with Treasure Planet as number one, so it is exactly one point higher than Princess and the Frog and Treasure Planet as well. Still a number one movie.
1: Mhm. But I mean, uh, incredible movie. Absolutely. That... You know, Amazing. we have seen this one before, and well, we were we know we liked it, so yeah.
0: we just like it even more now i was this was one of the movies I was very interested to see where where it actually sat, because like I said, I've only started watching this movie within the past two years, so it's a newer movie to me, but the fact that it still like does so well compared to some of the other movies. It's just kind of, like, mind-blowing to me.
1: Yeah. And, And like... It's crazy. As you said earlier in the episode, it's crazy to see how far Disney has come with their movies.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the production of this compared to the production of Snow White, it's just night and day. And then... Well, Snow White's not the greatest example. It is the first movie.
1: First movie. But, like, so. if you take this and, let's say, Sleeping Beauty or The Lion King, even. Yeah. Those are roughly ten years apart.
0: hmm
1: And just incredible.
0: They've grown so much, and they've worked out so much, and they've figured out so much. And I'm, I am really glad that they decide to come back to this route with the music, what the original, like... Bringing back these old composers and old directors as much as and...
1: you know, you know they wanted a change, so they tried something, obviously didn't work too well there there were some amazing movies within this past oh yeah, within the last some era. of
0: our favorite movies that we've never seen and never even would have known about like beforehand
1: but but like it's definitely nice to have the music back. Yeah, the add, it just adds so much to the story and characters.
0: With it this does, music. it's incredible how much the atmosphere actually adds to this movie. Uh, like like this movie, last week's movie. I'm not sure about next week's movie though. Uh, yeah, I've not seen. Next week we have Winnie the Pooh, but it's it's just called Winnie the Pooh. There's nothing. Poo. Nothing added, nothing fancy. Just Winnie the Pooh. I've what? never actually seen this. I've Winnie seen the many
1: adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which is, you know, the one we've already talked
0: the about. The one we've already covered from the 70s, which that was new to me as well, which was one of the, my, like, actually, still one of, like, that was a great movie for what it was, for Winnie the Pooh, it, like, it I was not expecting that going into it, and that one blew me away, and that's still one of the, like, one of my most watched movies, I'll put, I last night, I think I put it on, like, when I got went to bed. Cause it's just such a comforting soundtrack, such a fun little simple movie, mm-hmm. and who can't love just
1: Winnie the Pooh, Winnie <laughs> the Pooh? But yeah, so hopefully this
0: one will also be really good. I I have I'm I'm worried going into it because I feel okay. like it's not going like the, because of how much the first Winnie the Pooh blew me away. I feel like it's not going to be as well, but at the same time, like. With these updated practices and techniques, maybe maybe it'll sneak in there somehow.
1: I'm checking real quick. I want to make sure. Yeah, this is the one where Jim Cummings is now Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Who, you know, Jim Cummings, one of my favorite voice actors of all time. Mm-hmm. So this will hopefully be, like, just
0: amazing. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Hopefully it's good. Well, we'll find out next week. So, we hope you've been enjoying. We're sorry for taking up so much of your time again today. But as you can tell, we're very excited about this movie. And we had to get all of this off of our chest. And we hope it was entertaining enough for you, at least. So, that's it for this week. Until next time, may all your dreams come true. Bye.